Hello, beautiful rebel. It is Sam Goldsmith here. Welcome to Her Great Rebellion, the podcast. This is the podcast that delivers the strategy and woo that results in radical self-acceptance, radical trust in yourself and radical trust in the universe. Through thought work, sacred medicine and radical rebellion, we remember who we really are. So let's connect together as we do every week and just breathe for a few moments as we begin. Breathing gently in through the nose and out through a slightly open mouth. We do this every week to bring ourselves back to our center, uh, to recalibrate our nervous system and to connect to a sacred dimension. So just allow your breathing to fall into a natural rhythm. And you might notice that some breaths are shallow and some are deeper. But understand as we breathe like this for a few moments, our bodies, our nervous systems, our energy systems are gently recalibrating themselves to their natural state and to ease. Breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. Remember that breathing together in this way when we meet is an entry point to a sacred dimension. This is a moment to remember and recognize yourself as sacred, to open up sacred listening, sacred hearing, sacred feeling, and sacred understanding within yourself. As you breathe now, gently connect to your heart. Feel the energy around the front of your heart and the back of your heart. As you feel this energy around your physical heart, give permission to the heart to travel up to the mind and gently quieten it down. Allow now that quietness to move over the top of your head and run down the entire length of your body, coating it in a layer of calm. As you continue to gently breathe now, sense the divine being underneath that layer of calm. And as you breathe in your mind's eye, give this divine being, your inner being, permission to hear, interpret, process and feel anything and everything in the perfect way for your highest good. Okay, everyone, today I want to talk to you about um, the idea of the divine mother or the divine feminine energy uh, in our lives. This is um, a really beautiful concept and part of the uh, sacred medicine section of my book, Her Great Rebellion. Um, and it's actually proved tremendously valuable to me personally um, in my life for healing, but also for um, identifying and harnessing and um, experiencing the powers of the correctly used divine feminine energy and power of the divine mother in other areas of life, um, like uh, business, for example. So for most of us, we associate this word uh, mother with the person or the biological force that, um, that brought us into, into being. Um, and we kind of define or give that name to archetypes that provide sustenance and warmth and things that got us through our um, early babyhood. So it might be 
biological mothers or it might be people who um, raised us when we were children or people who paid that sort of nourishing um, role or not um, if we if we were missing that in the in the unfolding of our lives so um, getting to know the divine feminine or the divine mother can be something that's really powerful for our healing and it can also be something that's powerful for us to learn um, how to interact with for the unfoldment of our goals and our intentions and our um, meaning and fulfillment uh, in our lives. So um, I want to talk about it today in terms of the healing properties that we can connect with and also um, the, the feelings or the way that we can cultivate a connection to the sacred aspect of, of the Divine Mother. And I'll talk about some of the representations, um, representations of that as well. Um, I also want to say that um, mastery of these energies, as I said, is super powerful for um, connecting to things that we want to create and bring forth in terms of goals and um, understanding our roles within relationships and within our communities and within connection to others and all of that sort of stuff. So um, the idea of having some sort of mastery over the energies within ourselves is, um, is good but we can access, um, it's important for us to, to understand that we have divine masculine um, qualities within us and divine feminine qualities within us um, and that we can learn how to use those to um, be advantageous in what it is that we're creating. But we can also use them to or have an under, allow an understanding of them to um, put us into a better alignment with the flow of the universe and I know personally when people used to talk to me about things to do with the divine feminine energy oh I don't know maybe 10 years ago I used to get all up in you know the air about it because I had these strong associations with you know women um women are equal to men and men don't have to pay for women on dates and um you know, I don't need a man to look after me and all of these sort of um, mindsets and um, characteristics that I was taking on. And I think that is a very tiny portion of connecting to the power of the divine and divine feminine and divine masculine um, energies. But what was really triggering for me was to hear things like, um, you know, I remember a friend saying to me about 10 years ago, the, no, he should have paid for you uh, for your dinner on the date. And at the time, I remember thinking, my gosh, I was sort of even outraged that she would say that to me. And I noticed within myself that I felt like that would feel inappropriate to me, that I want to demonstrate that I'm independent, and that I'm able to pay for myself and that I'm equally contributing and that I'm meeting them, you know, as an equal. And that they don't need to pay for me. But what I have come to realise over time is that a lot of those feelings actually um, arose from unconscious, deep-seated feelings of undeservingness. Um, and 
I don't want to get into it in detail on here, but there's a lot of stuff about it in my book, but it actually, um, a lot of those feelings can come from times in our lives, in our childhood, where we have been on the receiving end of um, toxic masculinity and we haven't actually felt what the true nature of things are, which is that the divine father, the divine masculine energy is designed to be inherently protective of the divine being as a child and to um, be providing and to be, um, you know, offering wisdom and things like that. And so the way that that translated later into this dating scenario that I'm giving you was me recognizing that I had an inherent inability to actually receive because of that exposure to toxic masculinity in my early childhood. And so what I know now is that the the dynamic where um, masculine and feminine energies play, which is not identified with gender, by the way, these are just polarities um, that exist in, um, in energetic forces. What I know now is that as a woman, the, my job is actually to be in receptivity generally. So, of course, we can access these um, elements of um, the divine father or the divine masculine and we can use them in particular ways to um, help us in our lives. But generally, inherently, my role to step into my most powerful manifestation of myself as a woman in this lifetime is to be in receptivity. And so that actually um, means that when I'm in my feminine energy, I can, I know that I am deserving and worthy and I am able to receive the loving natural characteristics of the divine feminine and the divine father which I'll talk to you about what those are on another um, another episode. But again, there's no sort of, I'm not here to prescribe dogma or to, you know, say one thing is one thing and another is another. Everything is not black and white. I'm just um, here to share with you some examples of how, moving our mindset and having a fluidity in our mindset about some of the things that we might have believed in the past um, could be reframed or challenged into a way that's actually much more supportive for us to step into flow with the laws of the universe and the energies, natural energies that are, that are flowing um, in the universe. So the divine um The divine mother or the divine feminine is an energy that's receptive and it's associated with creative life-giving energies that create form. So the energy is receptive and it's focused inwards and it's experienced as being expansive and magnetic. These are the characteristics of, um, of the sacred feminine energy. So important for us if we're going to think about how we can Um, learn to connect and identify with this energy and also how we can heal um, by connection to this energy is to understand um, the 
sort of practical ways that we can see and um, experience the divine feminine while we're here in our earthly experience. And that can be things like um, looking at the ocean, for example, connecting to the ocean, seeing the flow of water, um, or looking at objects of beauty. So in our environment, we could look at the moon or at flowers. Um, we can also listen to music or read poems and literature that are um, heart opening. Those are all ways of us connecting to the energy of the divine feminine or the divine mother. So this is an energy that allows flow and uh, governs cycles and helps us to uh, surrender and to receive. So remembering that receptivity is um, a characteristic of the divine feminine and the divine mother. So the divine mother is concerned with our feelings rather than our thinking. So when we are caught up in the thinking, in the mental aspect, that's a key indicator that we are not in connection with um, the divine feminine or the divine mother. So we can simply return our attention to feeling to get us out of that headspace. And that can be by turning our attention inwards and thinking about how we're feeling or by accessing any of those things that I just mentioned in nature that we could use to, um, to give our attention to, to bring us into that vibration. So that's about feeling the, um, the energy of the divine feminine. If we want to access the healing capabilities of the divine mother or the divine um, feminine, again, we can look at things like um, the sea or the ocean or the rivers and the water because water um, and washing away is a characteristic of the divine mother. So through meditations, especially that involve um, cleansing and uh, water visualizations that's um, a way that a thing that can be tremendously healing um, in some of my programs we do an exercise where we um, implement a certain breathing technique and get ourselves into a certain state and then we ask for the healing properties of the divine mother to flow through our bodies and gently cleanse and clear those um, obstacles and those impressions that are um, that are being left behind that need to be um, healed. And another powerful way is to connect to figures that might um, have significance for you around the divine feminine energy. So um, for some people, that might be things like uh, particular goddesses or particular religious figures, um, those, I guess, avatars um, are there to give our human mind a context to contextualize the energy field of that um, of that being or that um, that divine being. So we can use that form to help us to connect to those characteristics as well. A word of warning with um, the figures, I found 
that tremendously limiting in the beginning because I had a lot of negative associations with religious figures from growing up in a um, Catholic education where um, we had very kind of staunch representation of um, God and um, figures from the Bible and, um, you know, the all kind of punishing, watch out, um, watching everything you do, kind of keeping a list and checking it twice opposite of Santa Claus. Um, those kind of things brought up a lot of really negative associations that actually prevented me from connecting to the divine feminine or the divine mother. So in the beginning, I didn't really say divine mother because even that word or those words would initiate or elicit that sort of response in me. So um, if you feel that you have that powerful relationship with figures or um, or avatars, then fine. Um, but if not, then you might have to go back to some of those very basic things like touching the earth or looking at the, the ocean, looking at the moon, um, observing beauty, even if you just observe beauty uh, in your home or at an art gallery or in a jewellery store, anything like that, um, that's a way to begin to cultivate that true connection to the essence of um, the divine feminine, divine mother energy. So the divine mother is the primordial symbol of sacred feminine energy. And this, um, in terms of figures, can be represented in lots of different ways. So um, in uh, the Hindu faith, for example, it's um, sometimes you might see like the goddess Kali or Tara. These are all primar uh, primordial forms of the female energy um, in the goddess form kali is the ultimate manifestation of shakti so the divine energy that's existing within everybody and within the universe and when you learn about those stories they can um, give you insight into the experiential nature of that divine feminine energy so um, kali destroys evil and she cuts through illusions and lies and uh, when the divine mother is represented in the through the representation of the goddess Tara, she's seen as the liberator and the protector. So she's the rescuer and the savior goddess, and she destroys dangers and dissolves psychological clutchings. And um, you'll, you'll see those things and hear those things in a lot of uh, yogic practices as well. In Kundalini, for example, the divine mother or the divine feminine is experienced as an inner energy or inner bliss so there's lots of different ways that you can come into connection with this energy that feels really right and really comfortable for you doesn't have to be associated with um, any of those conditionings perhaps that you've been afflicted to um, like I just mentioned about myself so what we want to do is connect to um, to the energy in a way that it can be nourishing and healing for us. So, um, you know, in Christianity, for example, the divine mother is represented by Mary, the mother of um, Jesus. So she's the divine mother of the baby Jesus. And she heals through divine patience and humility, and she assists in communion with source. That's her, um, that was the manifestation of the baby Jesus came through her communion, communion with source. So there's a lot of different ways for us to look at how we can access the, this powerful energy rather than being um, in resistance to it. 
So thinking about the divine mother in how we can feel, bring ourselves back into feeling, which is the characteristic of the divine feminine, and then how we can use it for um, healing. The rebellion for us in connecting to the divine mother as a sacred medicine is that we turn our inner energy inwards. So we actually look within ourselves for nourishment that's available to us. And this is important because when things are going wrong in our lives, the mind or the egoic mobsters that you know about from the book, they want to make us think that everything is bad and that disasters are around every corner and that, you know, we shouldn't have done X, Y, and Z and now we've created this and disaster, terrible, blah, blah, blah. That is all up in that mental plane. If we can actually turn our energy inwards and bring ourselves back to our centres and look for what nourishment is available to us, and we've talked about this on other episodes where even when things are going wrong, there's always this duality in play that someone will be tearing you down, someone will be building you up, someone will be taking something off you, someone else will be giving. might not be the exact person or the ratio or the preference of how you want to receive it but that's the nature of the universe so when we bring our attention back and our energy back inwards we can start to look for the nourishment that's available to us we can do our meditations and we can connect to these healing nourishing characteristics that belong innately to the divine feminine to the divine mother and um, receive that nourishment so this is actually the opposite of what we're generally taught to do in our lives. In our lives, we are conditioned to look outward and to believe that there's something wrong that needs to be fixed. And so we need to look for what it is that's going to fix that. And as we turn our attention outward, <clears throat> sorry, and look for the solutions, the fixing and the explanation and the causes and all of that sort of stuff, we take our attention away from the real healing power, which is ultimately within us, identifying the lie, dissolving the wound and reconnecting to the truth of who we are and moving forward from there. So that is kind of like a wild goose chase nature of looking outwards. We look outwards, we lose ourselves completely in this wild goose chase looking for the next thing, the magic bullet, the pill, the potion, whatever, and it actually gets us more lost and eventually lulls us back into unconsciousness until the next time this same problem gets stirred up. So Connecting to the Divine Mother to receive nourishment and to cleanse and to restore is a really powerful thing that we can do to um, step out of the cycle of that pattern. We can access those qualities, as I said, through meditation. <clears throat> Sorry, I just had to cough there. We can access those qualities through meditation. Or we can observe them through nature, um, observing beauty or reading uplifting words and listening to uplifting music. And um, naturally, we would have a deeper connection to our inner guidance and our, and, and our intuition when we connect to that force. Now, what I want to leave you with is 
thinking about this idea that the divine feminine or the divine mother is the source of all things. So when we are wanting to bring something new into the world or create or um, begin something to give rise to goals, how would we do that if we thought differently about these energies? Because if we understand that the divine mother is the source of all things, taking a step back and connecting to that primordial sacred feminine energy may, I'm not saying you should do it or it is or it isn't, but it may be a powerful place to create, a more powerful place to begin our creative process than some of the things that we might already be doing, which might be work harder, be tougher, talk to yourself more horribly, push yourself further, or drink all the drinks, take all the drugs, bury it down, don't think about it, don't let anyone know how you feel, whatever it is that's your unique, um, you know, you put downward force there. So thinking about starting off a creative endeavour from this space of connection to the divine feminine or the divine mother, what would give, what would be different that would be birthed from that? And um, I'm not sure if we'll do it next week or on another week, but we'll talk about the characteristics of the divine masculine and the divine um, father. So I'm not saying that we just go, you know, 100% into life in the divine fe- with the divine feminine because that is not um, balance either, like we spoke about at the beginning. But maybe if the divine mother is the source of all things, perhaps that's an energy to connect to when we are looking, when we are at the ground zero baseline creation phase for what it is that we want to um, bring forth into our lives. Next. Okay, I hope you enjoyed um, today's episode. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe so that you get a notification um, every time that the um, new episode comes out. And if you've enjoyed the episode or any other episodes, please give me a rating, um, do a review. That really helps the podcast to show up to help more people. Um, And the podcast is also always shared on my um, social media network. So if you follow me on any of those, um, I'm Samantha Goldsmith on on everything. Um, If you tag somebody who you think needs this information or who could benefit from hearing it, that would be amazing. It helps more people. It also helps me to share my work with um, the world and um, do things like that expansion with my program and so forth. So it really helps me a lot if you would, uh, if you would do that as well. If you haven't already, please jump on my website www.samanthagoldsmith.com you can download a free self-doubt eraser guided meditation there hint that's only going to be up for a little while longer because i'm going to have a brand new um, downloadable that you can get um, or if you even if you're already on my mailing list you'll you'll get it sent to you automatically so jump on if you want to grab the self-doubt eraser before it goes away and you can also um, see information there about my new book her great rebellion Also, just want to remind you that we have the exciting opportunity coming up to be part of my Rebel Life Bootcamp training ground of the Sacred Rebel in a live round. So this is a very unusual opportunity to complete the course in a sacred container um, of 
with women from all corners of the globe doing all the work at exactly the same time. And because of that, instead of just having a monthly coaching call, which everybody always gets lifetime access to the program and monthly um, live coaching calls kind of on, ongoing indefinitely, but in this live round, which is going to happen in March this year, we will have six live bonus uh, coaching calls that will happen every week as we go through the material. So effectively in the first two months, you're going to get like seven or eight live coaching calls instead of two, which is awesome. Uh, and um, there's another podcast episode that tells you all about the contents of that program and the methodology and how amazing it is to be part of be a methodology that you can learn and you can incorporate and embrace for the ongoing evolution of your life with this movement from probability into possibility. Um, so go back and check out that episode if you haven't heard it uh, as well. It's called Rebel Life Bootcamp Training Ground of the Sacred Rebel. Okay, so uh, until next week, sit deep, live radically and do you, my sovereign sister. See you next week.